My name is Anna Grutzner, and my intention is to discuss, embody, and share my learnings in all things psychology, the human mind, mental health, and wellness. This is a platform to refresh my own knowledge and stimulate conversation before I pick up further psychology studies after completing my bachelor nine years ago. I welcome you on this journey of learning, unlearning, and relearning psychology and what it means to be in joy. Welcome back to Enjoy and to today's conversation on the psychology of homesickness. This is something that's been showing up for me in the last couple of weeks because I've been away from home, I've moved away from home. First I did some travel and now I'm at my new home in London. So I'm here in Notting Hill for five weeks. I have a sublease in this apartment that I'm sitting in and it's been a very busy, crazy few weeks. So I wasn't able to pull together the time or the headspace to create an episode and share it with you all last week. It's the first Sunday fortnight that I've missed and I apologize for that, but I've just been really trying to sort my life out. I had a big process of quitting my job, moving out of my apartment, packing up all of my things, selling all of my belongings, booking flights, organizing visas, and against all odds, I have made it to London. I'm here. And my initial thoughts are, it's an incredible city. It reminds me a lot of home in many ways. The climate's very similar. The people are really similar. It just, it doesn't feel like any sort of culture shock. So that's a good start. I also did some travel. So I had a week in Spain and then a week in Italy. So I did a night in Barcelona, five or six nights in Roses, which is a beautiful town on the coast of Southern Spain. I nearly said France. It's right on the border of Spain and France. And it was actually incredible but really hard because it was the last week that I got to spend with my family before saying goodbye and it was super emotional. I cried most days and despite having all this family time together it was really bittersweet because I knew that it was about to end and it's funny because when I was listening back to my last episode on the psychology of change decisions and trust I think is what I called it I was talking about how with all this change happening, I didn't feel really upset or sad about losing things because it was all happening at once. I said something to the effect of the pain is less because it's diluted and it's spread. So I'd like to clarify and correct myself that that is absolutely not the case. I think what it really is, is just a gradual rollover effect of feeling these things sequentially so you know every goodbye I said was so hard first to my dogs in Melbourne to my grandparents to my extended family and then definitely the goodbyes I've had to say in the last week have been particularly gut-wrenching but I think it's important to share because I think we often see the social media highlights into each other's lives and you know, I was doing some incredible things, jumping off boats, off rock platforms into the ocean. I was traveling around in some of the most beautiful locations, eating pizza, having drinks, having fun, 
but under the veil there was there was and always is much more than meets the eye so the main feelings that were coming up for me was just this sense of homesickness and homesickness is basically defined by the oxford dictionary as the experience of longing for one's home during a period period of absence from it so for me the period of absence has only been two weeks which isn't actually that long a time I've been away from home for much longer but I think for me knowing that I'm not returning home in the near future has brought on a very instant homesickness because saying goodbye means saying goodbye for a long time And I did a bit of research into homesickness because, you know, I feel it. I feel it in my body. I feel a missing of my routine, of my people, of my home, my belongings, of familiarity, of my car, of my job, like all of these things that have just defined me for the last 29 years of my life. And, you know, we get really attached to these things as well as people in our lives So I wanted to understand what's going on in my brain. How common is this? How do I work through it? What's the psychology? So homesickness is very much a complex emotional and physiological response that we have to being away from home. It's very much tied up in attachment, in familiarity and in belonging because home gives us a sense of security, of comfort and of predictability. So the feelings that one tends to have around homesickness is longing, nostalgia, and a desire from home. And it can really come up when you're in a new city, traveling, maybe you've gone to a new college, you've been taken out of that home environment. And it can cause disruption, adaptation struggles, and challenges as you adopt to your new surroundings. So one part I found really interesting about this research that I've done is the tie-in of homesickness and attachment styles. So I did a full episode on the psychology of attachment styles. And for anyone who's seen that, sorry, heard that episode or knows about attachment styles, there is secure, avoidant, and anxious attachment and there's also anxious avoidant which is a combination and this is all around well it really originates from when an infant is separated from their caregiver there is this desire to reconnect that emotional bond with the caregiver and the infant seeks to regain close proximity and depending on how that infant reacts when that caregiver is brought back into their environment determines their attachment style and your attachment style as an infant very much speaks to your attachment style as an adult and how you interact in romantic relationships. So how does this all tie into homesickness? I think as I said before homesickness is not just about missing the people at home it's also about missing the things in your life that remind you of home. So for me I'm feeling very attached to the routines that I had. So for instance, I used to have a running route that I would do every morning around the beautiful botanical gardens. It's about four or five kilometers. And then I'd go to my local cafe, the Gilson for a coffee. 
And this would all be at about 6 a.m. And then I would take Jimmy, my dog, for a walk and go to work. So there are some really big ticket items in my life that I loved, you know, running, coffee, my dog, Jimmy, my job, all of these things that I've been doing on the on a day-to-day basis. And I do have an emotional attachment to these things as well as other aspects that I've touched on, like my family, even food. I've been finding I don't know what to eat here. I'm just like, what's my local butcher, baker, fruit shop? Like I just, I don't know how to fuel myself in the ways that I did in Melbourne, which is a funny one. I know it will all come together and it, it just takes time but these are the things that are coming up for me in an initial sense. So what are the actual symptoms of homesickness? It is sadness, irritability, anxiousness, your sleep can become disturbed, there can be appetite changes, difficulty concentrating, your mood can change and it's just general feelings of discomfort. I can relate to most of these at some point throughout the past two weeks. I have had moments of sadness, of anxiousness, anxiousness about leaving home for sure, but also anxiousness about my future. Right now, I don't have a job lined up. I am really just setting up the foundations and with that comes a lot of fear. So that has really been affecting me. My sleep was definitely disturbed, particularly while I was traveling, I think because my thoughts were just racing. And difficulty concentrating is a really interesting one to me because when you are thinking about home, when you have nostalgia about home, when you want to be somewhere else, it takes you away from the present moment. And I think that actually works in reverse as well because I know that there are so many people at home right now in Melbourne winter five degrees, going to work every day thinking I would love to be in Europe right now. So it is this sense of not really being present with where you are right now. And it's when gratitude comes into play. And that was something I really had to actively practice while I was traveling. And even now I have my journal here, which I actually did this episode in because I didn't have any other paper while I was traveling but every day I just write down three things that I'm grateful for or three things that went well today and one thing that I'm excited for tomorrow so that really helps to make you appreciate the present moment whether you're traveling and away from home or whether you're in at home wanting to be away and traveling. So when we are homesick what is actually happening physiologically? It really activates the stress response, which is something I've spoken about a bit on this podcast, and that is the fight-flight reaction of the sympathetic nervous system. So we have our sympathetic nervous system, which is arousal, and it is fight, flight, or freeze. And then we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which brings us back down to a state of homeostasis. And I think I said that right. Um... And when the stress response is activated, such as through a a stress response to missing home, the hormone cortisol is released. And this is our key stress hormone. And also the brain's limbic system 
is activated. So that includes the hippocampus, which is associated with memory retrieval, because when we are thinking about home, it's coming from a memory. It also impacts serotonin, which is that feel-good mood-regulating hormone, so that decreases. And also our dopamine hormone neurotransmitter is affected. So this is all around reward and pleasure. So dopamine is what happens when you seek a reward. And a lot of people who gamble, for instance, uh, the, the reason that they do that is because they have this dopamine hit from the reward. But it comes up and shows up in many areas of our life. So in the instance or in the case of homesickness, dopamine is that pleasure-seeking behavior to return home, to feel that reward in the brain center. So it is a temporary and an adaptive response. So as you adapt, your well, the intensity of this homesickness decreases. So I thought a lot about ways that I can help decrease this myself. And over the last week, I have been able to do this quite effectively. It's all about developing familiarity and routine because that's what you're missing about home. And that is something that you can bring to your home no matter where you are. So the key areas, I think, are people, places. So meeting people, connecting with people in your new home. Places, it's about having places that you know and that you go to. So finding your local coffee store, going to a local grocer and connecting with the people that work in that grocer, with your barista. So again, it's about associating people with places. And I learned during my research that there's actually a part of the brain that is purely responding to your interaction with strangers. So there's, I can't remember exactly what it is. I wasn't planning on including this, but essentially there is a component of your brain that relaxes your nervous system when you have positive experiences with strangers. And this can't be activated through regular relationships. It's purely solely based on your interactions with strangers. So if you can bring a sense of connection and of kindness into every interaction you have, whether you're walking down the street and you smile at a stranger, like we said, the barista, the man working at the grocery store. I had a great 10 minute chat with my bus driver the other day. These are the things that can help bring your nervous system into a really calm state for you to feel safe and connected to the people around you. I also think exploration is a really big one. Focusing on the adventure ahead of you if you are overseas probably one of the things that I was most excited for when I was back at home in Melbourne was that sense of not knowing exactly where I was, where I was going. That exploration is something that I really wanted. But then as soon as I had it, I was feeling, you know, like I could never be calm. I could never get out of that constant sort of looking around, feeling around, where am I? Which directions are the cars going? Where am I heading in terms of north, south, east, west? Like you just lose your bearings in this state. But that's all part of it. It's all part of the fun. And we know how quickly the human mind adapts and builds a bit of a mind map about where you are in any given location. 
I also think there are other aspects of home that I'll be trying to bring into my new home routine, and that includes yoga. I used to practice and teach in Melbourne. So I'm really excited to go and find local yoga studios through ClassPass and also just through walking around and exploring. Finding a local gym, if that tickles your fancy, maybe you are into hit classes or weightlifting, maybe you like to swim or go to the sauna. Doing some research into what's around and no doubt you will make some incredible connections there as well. And another one for me is Run Club. I love running. I tend to do about 25-ish Ks per week, just consistently. And I often run with friends. And I don't really have many friends here. So that's something I'm going to have to work on. And I am really keen to find a great run club. So this is something that you can do on Strava if you have that app. Or just finding other runners in your area. Sorry, I just had to pause that. I had a delivery man here dropping something from Amazon. I believe my housemates, no special packages for me. Um, but what was I saying? Run club. I think that's another really cool thing that I'm excited to do. So whatever tickles your fancy, maybe you want to be part of a book club or whatever it is that you're interested in, making those contacts, finding a group, even on Facebook, you can find groups for anything. So these are all things that will help you to create a sense of home. I think connection and social support is another really big one. So we've spoken a lot about connecting with new people, but also staying in touch with people from home. We're in a time and an age where communication is so easy, so instantaneous. You can FaceTime, you can WhatsApp call, you can send voice memos, you can send memes, you can interact on social media. There's so many ways of engaging and staying in touch with people at home. And that's something I've been doing a lot of. So essentially, I think it's the keys are connection, presence and gratitude. Presence is something that you can really practice by tuning into your five senses. So when I was overseas, if I found myself, oh, I am overseas, when I was traveling, if I found myself feeling disconnected from the present moment, I would go through each of my five senses and identify five things that I could see, four things that I could hear, three things that I could feel, two things that I could smell, and one thing that I could taste. This I learned many years ago. It's not my concept, but it really helps ground you into the present moment. Personally, I find I always really struggle with the smell and the taste. I'm like, I can taste my mouth and not much else. Um, so curious to hear how that lands. But I think the seeing and the hearing and the feeling is the one that, or the, one, the ones that really resonate with me. And it really makes you appreciate the present moment. Other strategies you can try is a bit of cognitive behavioral therapy. So CBT, this is something I've done a bit of in the past. And basically it's about reframing the way that you think and feel. So you have sort of two voices, I guess, almost in your head. So if you have that voice of homesickness saying, you know, you need to go home, there's things to be afraid of, I miss home, blah, 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 those sort of negative draining thoughts. 
That's one side. Using cognitive behavioral therapy, you bring in another voice, which is a rational, you know, almost like a, a higher self voice that can see the situation more objectively and speak to it. So maybe that objective voice is saying, no, there's nothing to be afraid of. You're in a new city. This is exciting. There are things to look forward to, sense of adventure. Home will always be there. Saying these more objective thoughts to help balance those. And at first, this objective voice might not feel like it's your own. It might feel foreign to you. It might feel like you're kidding yourself. Or you might even feel like you're trying to push down or invalidate your feelings. But if you stick with it and if you persist, the idea is that that thought will impress onto your mind. So it can be a really great journaling practice or it can just be something that you sort of think about and uh, go through in your own mind. So that's pretty much it. I'm just feeling it all, to be honest, just riding this wave of emotion. I'm really in a good space today which I'm happy about and it's it's a good time to record this podcast not when I'm in the depths of my despair crying and missing home Um, but if this is something that you're experiencing just really ride the wave feel the feelings do what you need to do in the moment to get through them whether it's calling someone whether it's doing something that you love going for a walk journaling speaking to a friend, communication. But I think ultimately it's about really practicing non-judgment. It's not, um, I think there's this complexity when you feel homesick because it often is a privilege to be away from home, to be traveling, to be moving, to be living in another city. So trying not to feel guilt about, you know, feeling homesick and embracing that full spectrum of emotions that comes with being homesick it's that appreciation and that gratitude for home it's the missing of your family your friends people and places all the while holding space for the fear that you have in this new city but the the excitement and the opportunities there's there's a lot that you need to be able to hold space for so not judging yourself stepping away and practicing that gratitude and that presence So that is what I have for you today. I have some exciting episodes coming up in the next few weeks with special guests. I've got three locked in. Um, Two of them will be new guests. One of them will be someone who's returning. So a lot in store and enjoy is certainly something I'll be keeping on my mind as I meet new people in London in this health and wellness space. Immediately, I'm thinking, who could I bring on here? Who can I introduce to you and whose journeys can I share? So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for your patience while I've been quiet. And I can't wait to see you back here next week.